You're listening to the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. So we're going through the manual for running the shul. We talked about what happens if you need to sell a shul, what you do with the money. And that's, I mean, that's, you know, dealing with the money is one of the things that the Gabayim have to deal with. The other thing that the Gabayim have to deal with in a shul, in a synagogue, the organizers of a synagogue have to deal with is how do they figure out the Torah portions to be read on each individual week? How do we know what to read each week? And so it's very interesting that in the second half of this third chapter of Megillah, we're going to start going through the Torah portions. And we're going to see, by the way, that some of these are absolutely identical to the ones that we read today, and some are different. And we'll see, by the way, that Maimonides in his Mishneh Torah actually mentions both traditions. So he seems to recognize the difference. So we're going to begin in the fourth Mishnah of the third chapter. Rosh Chodesh Korin If Rosh Chodesh Adar falls on Shabbat, then they're going to read the portion of Shkalim. This is from Kitisa. It's the reminder to bring the half shekel. Seems like, well, we know they were bringing the half shekel in the time of the Mishnah because there's the whole tractate of Shkalim. But clearly we're going to announce it in the synagogue on Rosh Chodesh Adar if Rosh Chodesh Adar falls on Shabbat. If Rosh Chodesh Adar doesn't fall on Shabbat, if, if Rosh Chodesh falls in the middle of the week, we're going to bring it forward to the Shabbat before. So in other words, um, we're going to always read the portion of Shkalim, the Shabbat, either on Rosh Chodesh or the Shabbat before Rosh Chodesh. That's the rule. And we still keep that rule today. And then if we've read it the Shabbat before Rosh Chodesh, and then we wait one Shabbat. We have an, a break on the next Shabbat. So the, the Shabbat before Adar, we read Shkalim, we have a break. So the next Shabbat, we read Zachor. Actually, according to our current counting, Zahor, yeah, that's right. And Zahor is the. I think according to our current counting, we'd actually wait two weeks before reading Zahor, because Zahor should be the Shabbat before Purim. Maybe when it says on the second, they mean the second of the special Shabbaton. Not quite clear. So maybe there's a difference here. Bashlishi para aduma. The third one. The red heifer. This is the portion of the red heifer which we read just before the uh, beginning of the month of Nisan, so as to remind people to get all their ritual purity sorted out before Pesach. Baravid hachodeshazeh. On the the fourth one is hachodeshazeh. That's the second Shabbat after Purim, and that is directly before Rosh Chodesh. That is directly before Rosh Chodesh Nisan. This month shall be for you the beginning of months. It's the it's it's Parshat Chodesh. We always read it before Nisan. 
Bachamishit Chosrin Li Sidram. So on the fifth, we just resume the ordinary order. And the Mishnah seems to know that we are reading through the Torah on Shabbatot in some ordinary order, although it's not clear at this point whether they are following our order. There are two traditions as an annual cycle and a, tr- and a three yearly cycle. So it, it's not quite clear. We, it, it's not quite evident here, actually, which cycle they're following. And interestingly, the Mishnah, by the way, doesn't tell us the annual cycle. It's only telling us the breaks from the cycle, as if the Mishnah expects us to know the annual cycle in some way. And then the Mishnah concludes, Lakol um, Mafsikin, they interrupt for anything. What does interrupt for anything mean? Um, we interrupt for Rosh Chodesh, for Chanukah, for Chanukah, for Purim, we interrupt on Purim, on Tanyot, for fasts, for Ma'amadot. We're going to find out what Ma'amadot are a bit later. And for Yom Kippur. So we interrupt on all of these. And this, by the way, feels as if they've got the three year cycle because we don't interrupt. We add an extra reading on Rosh Chodesh and Hanukkah and Purim and fasts and so on. We actually add an extra reading. We'll interrupt for Yom Kippur and for festivals. But for most of these examples, we add, we don't interrupt. So this feels a bit like they have a slightly more flexible cycle than we have, maybe a three-year cycle. So they don't mind just missing out a Shabbat, losing a Shabbat for Purim or losing a Shabbat for um, Hanukkah and so on. On Pesach, they read from the portion of the festivals in Torat Kohanim. Now, Torat Kohanim means the book of Leviticus, the book of Vayikra in the Mishnah. So they're going to read from Leviticus. That's Leviticus 23. It's the Parsha of Emor. And Ba'atzeret Shiva Shavuot, which is from the Parsha of Re'eh. On Rosh Hashanah, they read on the seventh day, on the first of the month. That's also from Vayikra, Leviticus, from Parashat Emor. On Yom Kippur, they read after the death. That is from the Parsha of Achare Mot. On the first day of the festival, when the Mishnah refers to the festival, the Chag, the festival, that always refers to Sukkot, by the way. So on the first day of the festival, we're talking about Sukkot now. Um, they read the portion of the festivals in Torah Kohanim, that's Leviticus 23, as we did on Pesach. And on the other days, we read the offerings of the festival. What should strike us just going through this list is that these, in general, are not today's readings. For Yom Kippur, actually, it matches. On Yom Kippur, we do read from Achare Mot. But all the others, all the others are different. We never read any of these other Torah portions on festivals. So what's going on? I I couldn't resist, if you don't mind, bringing you the Mishneh Torah. So this is Rambam's um, articulation of the halacha. He doesn't tell us this, by the way, in his commentary on the Mishnah. But he does tell it it to us 
in the Mishneh Torah. And he starts by explaining the background. Moses Institute that on Moses instituted that on every festival Israel should read about it and its issues. And they should read about it and ask about it and explain about it. So we need to study every festival at the right time. And then Maimonides asks, Umahen Korin, and what do they read? And now he's going to quote our Mishnah. The Pesach, the Parashat Moadot, Sheba Torah Kohanim. He quotes our Mishnah exactly. Leviticus 23 from Emor, which we know is not the right Parsha. Or at least not the one that we consider today the right Parsha. And then he adds, but Uchfar, Uchfar Nahagu Ha'am. But the people have already adopted the custom of reading This is from the parasha of Bo, and that is the portion we really read on Pesach. So the Rambam knows what the custom is, and he knows what the Mishnah is. He says, kind of, yeah, we should read in court of the Mishnah, but the people have this custom. And then I, I won't re, sort of read. I mean, you can find the rest of the Mishneh Torah on the source sheet. I won't read it through. But essentially, he goes through in the Mishneh Torah, just like a manual for running a shul, like an updated version of our Mishnah. But he goes through the whole of the list of the Torah readings that we now read today on festivals. As if he's I mean, it, it's beautiful. It's called the Mishneh Torah, the repetition of the Mishnah. The repetition of the Torah. And he does really replace the Mishnah. The Mishnah Torah is written in the style of the Mishnah. And it, it's essentially it's replaced the Mishnah as our working guide to running a shul in this particular issue. How does it go on? Well, the Mishnah is then going to go on to a few more festivals where the Torah readings look a little bit more familiar. But Chanukah Banasim on Chanukah princes, these are the offerings of the princes at the dedication of the Mishkan. Hanukkah is, of course, the rededication of the temple in the time of after the battle with the Greeks. So we read about the original dedication in the desert. But Purim vayavo Amalek. On Purim we read, and Amalek came. We recognize that. We do that today. We read the portion on Rosh Chodesh we read on the first of your months. But but On Ma'amadot, we read the Ma'asebreshit, the account of the creation of the world. Now, what is that? We never, we definitely, we that is not familiar to us from our synagogue today. Let's just flick down, if you don't mind taking a little interlude, to a little Mishnah from Tanit, which we will, by the way, learn. We're going to learn Tanit as the next Masachet. Because we haven't looked at Tanit, I just wanted to preview this Mishnah. What are these Ma'amadot? And the Mishnah in, Tam, in Tanit explains, ma'amadot. These are Ma'amadot. And the verse says, Israel um, My offering, my food, you shall guard. Tishmeruli, you have to guard it. And the Mishnah asks, how can a person's 
offering be offered and he's not there to guard it. So the Mishnah explains that the early, the Nevi'im Harishonim, the early prophets, instituted 24 Mishmarot, which are watches. Same word as to guard, Shomer. So the whole of Israel divided effectively into 24 groups. And by the way, these groups would take care of the Beit Midash for, I think, a week at a time. So they'd go up to Jerusalem to take care of the Beit Midash for that week. And for each Mishmar, that when there was a Ma'amad in Jerusalem consisting of um, Kohanim, Levi'im, and Yisraelim. And when the Mishmar went up to Jerusalem, the priests and Levi'im went up to Jerusalem, but the Yisraelim, the Israelites, that Mishmar assembled in their cities, and they would fast, and they would read the story of the creation of the world, as if to say that the world was created to serve God via the sacrifices. So while our colleagues are in Jerusalem um, doing the sacrificial service for that week, the colleagues at home, would they'd fast and they'd pray and they'd read the story of the creation and they'd read essentially, it lasted for a week. So on every day of the week, they'd learn one of the days, they'd read one of the days of creation. So these are the Ma'amadot that the Mishnah knows and refers to. Um, on Ma'amadot, they'd read the account of the creation of Ma'asei Bereshit. Batanyot, brachotu klalot. On fast days, they'd read the blessings and the curses. This is in, in at the end of Vayikra and, and Devarim. Now, we don't read these on fast days now. On fast days, we read Vayichal Moshe, the petition of Moshe for the golden calf. And the Rambam explains, look, on Fast days instituted because some disaster had befallen the people. They'd read the blessings and the curses. And he agrees that for regular calendar fast days, we read Vayachal Moshe. We read the, the Pasha of the gold, uh, right after the golden calf. The Ein, um, we don't make a break in the curses, but one person reads the whole of the passages of the curses. And this is still the case today, actually, when we read um, the curses in the end of Leviticus and in the end of Deuteronomy 1, they're all read in one go. One person reads the whole. On Mondays and Thursdays, on Shabbat and Mincha, they read according to the regular order. That's still our custom today. And that's that. this doesn't count as part of the reading. In other words, we read on Mondays and Thursdays and Shabbat afternoons, but we still pick up, if you like, the following Shabbat morning from where we started the previous Shabbat afternoon, Monday and Thursday. So in other words, Monday, Thursday and Shabbat afternoon are in addition to the regular order. They're not part of the regular order. And why do we do this? Well, we're going to quote a pasuk. Moses declared to the people of Israel the seasons of the Lord. It's their mitzvah that each one should be read about in its own time. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict.